Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the Loudest Podcast, the loudest podcast on the internet. My name's Raja, and I'm here to say that I'm excited to be here to discuss uh, whatever the fuck we're going to talk about. With me is Asterios. Say hi, Asterios. Hi. Asterios. I spent my whole week smoking crack, so I didn't... Uh, green crack. Green crack, excuse me. Uh, so I didn't think of anything to bring out of this show, so I was like, oh, well, what, what else do I do when I'm starved for content? I'm going to check out what Nathan Masry is doing. Well, we also promised people that we would review the EG's website. Yeah, that's how it started. So have you ever sat down and looked, listener, if you don't know, EG's... Is it? It's Iggy's. It is pronounced Iggy's, I think, because his Instagram stories, he always says, oh, geez, before he says it. And then he pronounces it Iggy's. So I think it's supposed to rhyme in some way that Nathan thinks rhyming works. Okay, is it supposed to be like, because I remember originally this was a website for like intellectual property rights. So. IPs, EGs, EZIPs. It's so weird. I don't even know what they're selling anymore. Like, I originally, I thought they were supposed to be like, okay, so you know how Jim Davis owns Garfield, yes. right? And Jim Davis, all you need to do is give him like a hot dog and he will whore Garfield out yes. for you. I imagine there are other creators like that in the world that created like, I don't know, Blippo Boy for no reason other than to whore it out and make money. Yeah. So I was thinking that Nathan would like round up them and then it would be an app that you would get licensed to like quick licensing applications through. But apparently it's just shopping. That what you're saying is correct. That's that was originally the pitch. And like his the first account he had lined up was Paws Inc. was Garfield. It was like if you don't want to go through the hassle of contacting Paws Inc. It was it's actually it was a cool idea. It was like you could call a taxi on your phone. You could watch TV on your phone. What if you could like license Garfield on a toothbrush with the tap of a button? I don't need that. Maybe somebody does. I mean, it made about as much sense as Garfield shaped pizza. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But now I think this might be Nathan's like worst idea. And this might be some of the worst copy I've ever seen in my entire life. Copy kids is the words on the website. Yes. If you don't know. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to just read some of this to you. So because no, no joke I can make is better than the real thing. What's the URL so people can read along at home? This is egees.com, E-G-E-E-Z.com. There you go. All right. Geez, no place to buy real merch. Connecting billions of fans with global entertainment brand favorites. Okay, so first off the bat, <laughs> what the fuck you mean? First off the bat, he said like three days ago that in 24 hours they were going to get rid of all licensed shadows on the Iggy's website and they're clear as fucking day. I see Ray Skywalker and what's that R2-D2 BB-8. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure we don't have those in the can yet, Nathan. That's what you're seeing? Look, I just went to EG's.com from my computer here. Yeah. You're on your phone. Yeah. Immediately, there's just a big blue button that says EG's. And then underneath it is the phrase EG's with more magic than Amazon. What does... What? Love me, feed me. Don't Amazon me. EG's with more magic... Why not? We've got more magic than Amazon. And by the way... I didn't know Amazon was known for its magic. Like, I mean, I, I guess you have more magic than Amazon, a site that claims to not have magic. 
I I fucking guess Iggy's, the world's official licensing marketplace dedicated to curating and selling licensed merchandise and food globally. How do you sell food globally? <laughs> <laughs> Help. <laughs> a tech driven, enter gauging. Yes, there it is. Classic. Oh, good. Okay. Glad he worked that in. We've got to become the American psycho. <laughs> a tech driven, enter gauging marketplace for licensed products, intellectually geolocated across their licensed territory rights by top Hollywood studios to help boost merch visibility worldwide. Hey, kids, how many times has this happened to you? You've been sitting around watching your favorite uh, Disney property and you say, oh, I would like to buy a doll from this, but damn, I have no idea where geo I could locate uh, licensed merch that is geo-located for my area as Moana may be licensed in particular areas and not others. So how can I be sure that I am getting only the best licensed Disney merchandise? But Moana merchandise is available everywhere. <laughs> it's Disney. That's the thing. It's like wherever you are, you can find something with Moana on it. Now, in some countries, they'll sell like Moana Vicodin. That's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, gee. Oh, geez. It's like what I'm saying makes no fucking sense. I want to jump back to this headline for a second. <laughs> Jeez. No real place to buy real merch. It's like, well, there's the Disney store. I mean, if I wanted to buy Disney merchandise, I could go to the Disney store. Yeah, there's Disney.com. Uh-huh. I could go to the Disney store's <laughs> website. I could also go to Amazon. No matter what country I'm in, I go to Amazon to buy my Disney merchandise, which actually does kind of prove that Amazon does have magic. I'm, and I'm pretty sure I, I would be very surprised if like Disney didn't have an official Amazon store to where everything was slightly more expensive. Yes, of course. So I can get, I, okay, I can get Disney magic from Amazon.com. Can I right now on EGs.com buy, I don't know, a Mickey Mouse toothbrush? No, you can't do shit on EGs.com except look at unlicensed shadows that he's not supposed to have up here. <laughs> Can you explain the shadows thing? Okay, so uh, in the background of the EGs website, there are shadows of licensed characters, including Ray Skywalker, Alice in Wonderland, uh, Harry Potter, Winnie the Pooh. And uh, on Instagram a couple days ago, Nathan was like, I swear to God, EGs is going to get rid of of all these unlicensed shadows because we hate unlicensed merch literally uh if you pirate shit you are hitler you are the worst person alive and we will kill you and uh lo and behold it's been way more than 24 hours and yet it remains i think that cease and desist must have come from viacom <laughs> because i remember a couple of days ago when we looked at this website spongebob's shadow was here and i think like the our real monsters were too yes they were this guy's like maybe not not even on Disney's radar yet. Yeah, do you think that's why the Harry Potter one looks like shit? Yeah. Because they had to slapdash that together to fill in the SpongeBob Ah Real Monsters space <laughs> left on the, uh, like in the code. <laughs> yes, I think that is exact. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. But also, you keep scrolling down. King Kong is here. Really? Yeah, check it out. Like, if you keep going down, there's an <gasps> ape attacking airplanes on top of... And by the way, King Kong, owned by Universal, one of the Universal monsters. Do kids know what King Kong is or give a shit about King Kong? Do kids give a shit if their merch is licensed? That's a bigger, better question <laughs> 
Do kids give a shit if their merch is real? Because, like, as you know, I spend a lot of time on AliExpress, and I browse in the toy category sometimes. Let me tell you, ugly, broken-ass-looking, busted Elsa and Anna dolls are consistently on the top of the list to the most popular items of the week. I don't think kids care. Now, you, right now in your lap is Wallard, Wallard the Pork. Yeah. Can you explain Wallard's licensing status? Wallard is a fucked up reject from a Chinese factory. We got him three years ago. He came from Guiyang, I think. Uh, he is so old. His eyes used to be black, yeah. but now the paint has worn off, so it actually looks like he has an iris and the whites of his eyes are also brown but no it's just his fucked up eyes he is dirty as hell and he's not official disney merchandise but i think he's better looking than a lot of the porgs that disney made like not the boys like kevin and those like little soft ones but oh my god have you seen that puppet thing what? you're supposed to shove your hand up its ass at a star wars land or whatever uh, that guy scared me i didn't Ugly like the i didn't like the puppet guy didn't buy it because it had a thing where it had like a mouth flap where you could make the pork talk and it's like, but they don't talk. What are you doing here? Exactly. You're, now you're creating new lore out of nowhere. I would rather take 10 knockoff Chinese porks than the genuine article. And on you this. know what? You're not going to catch me crying for Disney either. If China can make a better pork than you, then fuck it. They're probably made in the same Survival fact. of the fittest. Yeah, they They're are definitely made in the same goddamn factory. Yeah, so the thing is, like, you love Wallard so much. It doesn't matter if he's not licensed. Like, Nathan is trying to solve a problem that doesn't exist. Much like the problem of, can I get hot dogs that are officially endorsed by Scoob and Shag? This is my personal favorite. Uh, th something on the Iggy's website is... Shop and find your favorite licensed merch. Always lowest prices for licensed stuff. Phuket. How do you pronounce? Is that pronounced fuck it? The capital of Thailand? It's Phuket. Phuket. I'm buying from Iggy's. It's not like there's anywhere else to buy from. I don't know what you're even talking about. And I can say with confidence that that is verifiably not true. No, it's uh, obviously there are a million places to buy Disney merchandise. I wonder if like maybe a copywriter wrote this like as a fake joke first draft where he was just like, yeah, I'll just put in some dummy copy and I'll fix it later. And Nathan was like, no, 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 this is perfect. Also, I'm not paying you. I think this might be either Nathan attempting English Nathan attempting to write his own copy again, mm -hmm. or he just paid somebody on Fiverr and was like, yeah, good enough. Throw it up. Yeah, this all of this is very Fiverr. You're right, because it's very easy to take a picture of Alice from Alice in Wonderland into Photoshop and just like highlight her silhouette, export it, and then charge an idiot to do that. This is the Fiverr shit I've ever seen. It is. Everything about it's Fiverr. Like the website's Fiverr, the copy's Fiverr. You see on the and on the right here, he's like, and then here are an example of the products that you could buy. It's a $99 Adidas goofy shoe, $99 Mickey Mouse headphones. $99 Deadpool stick. That's a very expensive sticker. Oh, wow. They have Deadpool. Can't wait to see that shadow removed. <laughs> so he's got a picture of his store where you could, and it looks like I could buy a $99 Deadpool sticker, but you're telling me I actually can't. No, not yet. You see, because we have to hype up the launch of the store app. Why not just launch this website? When it's ready and I can buy something. Because when is Nathan going to get right off the photo shoot? 
<laughs> then Asterios, he has to get a new suit and take a new photo shoot every time he releases a new product. He did one for Garfield Eats. He did a photo shoot for Scooby-Doo Eats. He did a brief little thing for Come Glide where he like very sexily looked into the cameras. Did you see those pictures? And now he recently did one in some blue t-shirt for Eggies. He did? Yeah. I have not seen the blue t-shirt photo. You just got to uh, slide through the Eggies app a couple times or the, what's it called? Instagram stories of the app's page. Page a couple times. Oh, wow. You're really into Eggies. Yeah, I'm into that. This is, I'm very, I'm so fascinated by this because I think this might seriously be his worst idea ever. This makes absolutely no goddamn sense. Like, at least the concept of opening a restaurant. Yes. Like, okay, tons of people get think, oh, I could open a restaurant and then very quickly get overwhelmed by the process. That's every goddamn episode of Kitchen Nightmares is that people making that mistake. What in earth is this? What is it? What does he even think he's selling? I have never seen any Nathan produce anything that was so obviously just... I think people are stupid and all I need to get people to buy things is to slap a cartoon character on it. Like, I bet if you uh, told uh, Nathan... The shadow of a cartoon character. Oh, excuse the fuck out of me. The shadow... I bet if you sat Nathan down at some kind of hoity-toity rich people club and was like, Nathan, I'll give you a billion dollars if you come up with a, a guaranteed way to sell this toothbrush everywhere. And he sat down and he had like months to do it. He would be like, we need to market it next to... Tony the Tiger or some shit like that. Like, that's what he thinks marketing is. It's so fun. Except for Comglide. Comglide did not have a cartoon as far as I know, but it was connected briefly to his wife hunt. I think that was the cartoon of that. Instead of having a cartoon mascot, he was the cartoon mascot. He probably should have gotten a cartoon for Comglide. And by the way, people who don't know, Comglide was that weird crystal deodorant he was briefly marketing i think he might still be shilling come glide okay but i'm not sure sometimes nathan masry projects they don't just like have a defined start date and end date like even when they go out of business they're just kind of things they're more like a fart like it's just there and it's very strong at certain points but after a while it just kind of fades out and then slowly over time you forget about it voice search your favorite licensed merch in all caps toys Search for your favorite product using our built-in artificial intelligence, EG's voice. Well, again, I can't. <laughs> this can't. doesn't exist. But if I could, do I really want to be fucking around with like Siri all day to get my Deadpool sticker? Like I'm going to type in Deadpool sticker and it's going to like give me like red rum soda and I'm going to be pissed off. I do not want to meet the person who is so desperate to consume that they don't have time to type out the name of product that they want. <laughs> exactly. It's about FKN time. Should, is that fucking, should I say that? Or is it fricking or is that some Gen Z thing? I recently find out that ASL does not mean as life, it means as hell. So I'm starting to get to that age where I don't understand what Zoomer slang is. To me, ASL means age, sex, language. Yes, no, age, sex, location. That's what I remember it as from Omega. But I see kids on TikToks responding to stuff like, this is stupid ASL. And I thought it meant as life or something for some stupid reason. But no, it means as L, like as hell. Oh, that's how they get around. Like I've learned so many cute little things for getting around word sensors from Zoomers. Well, this is the second time that Nathan has tried to put the F word in his copy, which is 
Not a, we're both average people. That's not a best practice, right? To put the F word in your copy. It's really not best practice to put the F word capitalized and then time capitalized and not about. At, at least have the guts to use the F word. Yeah, if you're going to say Fuket or FK, what the hell is this? And why are you trying to be so edgy in the first place? Like 90% of these are Disney characters. Chill the fuck out. Well, okay, so now that EG's is just like a Shopify store. What you're trying to do is get people to sell their officially licensed and legitimate merchandise on your store. So is Nathan going to verify the authenticity of these goods? And how is he going to do it? By fucking them? By having, what do you mean having sex with the goods? Because we already covered that he's asexual and he may die a virgin. He put that on his Instagram story, remember? But in his book, Arabellosis, he talks about fucking his cousin. Excuse me? He wrote a book called Arabellosis and... Talks about how his like first sexual experience was with his cousin. Uh, t- tell me more. Let me pull it up. Yeah, can you please read this verbatim for me? Yes. All right, I just subscribed to something called Scribd so I could read this book for free. Oh God. Yeah, but don't worry, I'm gonna get my money back. It's a, it's a free trial. I'm gonna get my money back. Thank God. Listeners, remind me to get my money back. All right. So this is chapter six of his book. The name of the book is. Arabellosis, Masri's 10 Life-Changing Laws from Feeling Species to Thinking Species. Uh, So chapter six is called Homo Sapiens. It begins, Masri's Law number six. Oh, damn. The evolution of science and technology has turned Homo sapiens from a thinking species into a feeling species. Self-reflection, self-awareness, and self-introspection involves thinking. It does. It, it do be. That do be what thinking is. You can't argue with that. <laughs> Lead with good thoughts. Second paragraph. I had no sight of female flesh nearby in Riyadh. Not since my favorite cousin Safa had left for Beirut. The demons cleared the battlefield for my struggle with my sexuality. For me, it began with kissing my German cousin. He and I didn't go to second base. Just the touch of his lips and the smell of his neck made my heart beat faster with excitement, but I kept my composure. I always had an ego that played a part of its own, which soon would lead me to disaster. (sighs) He was the shy one. I always had to make the first move. Even then... I had a strong character, and I would always make sure I got what I wanted. If I didn't, depression and insecurity would set in. I was a risk-taker and a troublemaker. No wonder I've had such success in the corporate world. I'm a risk-taker and a troublemaker. I break all the incest laws. I'm a risk-taker, a troublemaker, and a cousin fucker. (laughs) Yeah, what the fuck? Does he think that's like an own? Like, oh, I always got what I wanted from my male cousin. It's not good to coerce. Or even suggest to your cousin that you make out. And by the way, he says he and I didn't go to second base, which means they did. I mean, he could still be a virgin. Like, he said he was asexual and may die a virgin. Perhaps he fucked his cousin and then realized, oh shit, I'm asexual. But he didn't fuck him. He didn't go the whole way. He just did hand stuff. What's second base again? 
Second base is hand stuff. Yeah, you just did hand stuff. It's just, but if you're going to say you didn't go to, why would you say that? He wants to say that so you know he's not gay, bro. He just thought about it. <laughs> just a hand job between cousins. That's not gay. He had soft hair, the color of caramel, showing his German origins. My own hair is thick and dark, but I have always had a thing for softer, lighter hair. We attract what we aren't. Oh, this <laughs> this German guy must be talented and successful. We used to talk on the phone, each waiting for the other to say, come on over. Mom and the other kids have gone to shop at the mall. We used to plan sleepovers where midnight was the most intense and erotic moment. The feeling of first romance swept us away. After three years of sinful temptation... Okay, I'm going to stop. Oh my God, what the fuck? After three years of sinful temptation, what? No, keep going. You really like this? Please, yes. My cousin and his family returned to Germany for good. Fuck, did they lose contact? Terrible trouble befell them. Their parents separated and their father secretly remarried in Tunisia, resulting in a baby half-sister they had never met. This is supposed to be a book about, like, business, right? Like, how to succeed in business. Like, Masri's 10 laws for, like, being in business and being engaging and all that. Uh, frankly, bro, I really still want to know what a, the fuck a thinking species and feeling species is, but I have a feeling that's not going to get answered either. So I'm just moving on to the cousin fucking immediately. Like, just throw logic out the door. This is what's engaged. Now this is engaging. He fucked his cousin? For legal purposes, we have no proof he fucked his cousin. So we, the loudest podcast, do not have any evidence that Nathan Masri fucked his cousin. However, it is our opinion that here is what he wrote in his book. It's just, let's take it all the way back, okay? Okay. Maybe he fucked his cousin. Maybe they just made out over the course of three years at their midnight sleepovers, <laughs> at their, quote, erotic midnight sleepovers. Maybe it was first base only. Why are you putting this in a book? I don't know why the fuck this is here. <laughs> is he thinking he's got to pad out his book with the cousin fucking? It's he learned one thing in writing class. The teacher was like, you have to hook the reader. To hook the and reader. then he didn't go to any other of the lessons that year. I mean, I'm hooked. Oh, I'm hooked. All right. I really want to know if he, what happened at those erotic sleepovers. <gasps> Unfortunately, this isn't one of my pervert jerk off books. While in university at Montreal, I found the search for available men a thrill. I was certainly a brave, rebellious, and adventurous young man. The fire of ambition was still there. It had never died. I turned to Men for Men chat sites to meet new singles and went out clubbing every weekend in hopes of meeting a stud and falling in love. You're not going on these Men for Men chat sites to go to first base. Art of the deal. That's where he learned to negotiate, baby. <laughs> on the chat sites? Yeah, on the chat sites. You ever seen them? It's like a sausage fest in there there's only so many studs just twinks as far as the eye can see nathan masry's not exactly what i'd call an otter i don't know what you're saying but i know it's funny but i don't really know what you're saying I just but keep I'm, going let's just move on i'm moving on so it's like he may absolutely be asexual today of course, of course but like he's i don't think he's a virgin if he's writing all this hot sexy prose yeah i don't know maybe he's just ashamed i want to read the rest of the book i want to see if he admits to 
fucking any to actually having intercourse with anybody. I am gonna look up the word sex. Or control F the word fuck. Okay. Fuck penis. Blowjob, mouth. The word fuck appears once on page 57. Let's read it. Okay. On Thursday night, my mother, sister, and aunt were on their way back home at 9 p.m. with our chauffeur when they were chased. Several Saudi men in a white Bentley and one on a motorbike equipped for the desert crowded the car on the road, spitting on their windows and shouting, I want to fuck you over and over again. Wow, this is actually terrifying. Holy fuck. They pulled in front of our car. My mother locked the doors while my aunt threw a water bottle at the biker's head. In the confusion, the chauffeur managed to reverse and head for home with the Bentley and bike still in pursuit while my mother and called my father and uncle to the rescue. As they roared into the street, my uncle came charging out of the house with a baseball bat, running like a madman behind the Bentley. I happened to be outside, about to head off for the gym. Throw that in there. Of course, yeah. Throw in there that you're proud of your body in this terrifying story about your mother being in deadly danger. Oh, my mom almost got kidnapped, but I was its looking on jackedly. My mother screamed for me to come help from, from the car. As I hustled her into the house, she turned and flipped off the men with her middle finger. Okay, glad your mom's safe, David. What does this teach you about business again? Besides that you went and oiled up your body after that? This is weird. All right, let me try looking up the word sex. Okay. Here we go. Page 28. According to the Saudi perspective, little or no stigma is attached to playing the dominant role or the, quote, top during sexual intercourse. The ignominy and disgrace lies in being the recipient during sex. A man that has intercourse with another man is not gay unless he is the bottom. <laughs> is that, what? <laughs> is that true? I don't know if that's true. I don't know that that's I don't know that that's true, Nathan. I think that what makes a gay is you being a man and the other person involved being, being a man. man. Yeah. I mean that's what a pretty vital component in my definition of gay sex is that both partners involved are Gay men. Some say our sexual orientation is set from birth, and others say it arises from sinful temptation. Scientists have never had a definite answer, (laughs) but homosexuality has entered the public sphere as a subject worthy of discourse rather than something to be feared and ignored. Okay. Scientists are thus able to invest time and money into research-yielding headlines such as, quote, Biology is behind homosexuality in sheep. Study confirms Health and Medicine Week, issue 422, 2004. I don't know what this is doing. What are you doing in this book? What is going on? Why are you talking about the gay sheep? (laughs) Am I going to learn about branding at any point in this book or like... How to break through in a crowded marketplace. How to how to market a complex product simply. You're seeing, you see, this is how homosexuality rebranded itself as being something to be feared and ignored into something worthy of public discourse. It's kind of like how Nathan rebranded himself from a gay homosexual <laughs> to an asexual who may die a virgin. Branding's important. You Branding gotta is have everything. Your, you yeah. gotta have your brand. Homosexual men often gather in Starbucks, Fitness First, <laughs> or other commercial restaurants and cafes. 
tell me more. These are among their secret underground places. Starbucks! Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Ah, uh, yes. The Underground Railroad taking me right to Starbucks to pick up a piping hot cup of gay sex. That sounds like a bumfuck nowhere Tucker Carlson like Facebook posts. Like, I have identified multiple hangouts where the homosexuals gather. Number one, the Starbucks on Third Street. <laughs> He might not be gay because he wrote the phrase, quote, homosexual men often gather in Starbucks, which is the straightest phrase I've ever. That's like when people call women females. It's like, you know, they're an incel. Number four, unconfirmed. J.C. Penny dressing room. (laughs) I saw a man wearing European bikini shorts to be discussed at next PTA meeting. These are among their secret underground places to hang out and pick up men. In the virtual world, you will need to download an anchor-free software that interrupts the IP address, giving you access to all the sites blocked by the government. Otherwise, trying to access a gay hookup site. By hookup, of course, we mean kissing only on the mouth. Otherwise, trying to access a gay hookup site will give you a message in bold type. Sorry, the requested page is unavailable. If you believe the requested page should not be blocked, please click here. And you really don't want to click here. That's a pretty funny joke. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, single gay men are everywhere in Saudi Arabia. You just need to have good gaydar, and it's a date. Arabs love white and fair-skinned men with light hair. You will never find my Canadian cousin, Brian, with his soft blonde hair, different cousin. Different, hot, he's describing a, because remember, the other cousin was German. Yeah, the cousin was German. This is his soft, blonde-haired Canadian cousin. Uh, Again, if I were describing my cousins in my business book, I wouldn't describe my cousins in my business book at all. I'm trying to think of like how I would describe my cousins. And it's like not nearly as romantic. Is it the way that Nathan describes his cousins? I'm like, yeah, uh, blonde, short, uh, going to cosmetology school, which is probably a smart move. You will never find my Canadian cousin, Brian, with his soft blonde hair, wandering the streets of Riyadh unless he desires to get raped By the sexually suppressed predators. What the fuck? It's a very, again, why are we putting this out there? Why even hypothetical? Okay, if you are going to create a hypothetical scenario where a guy is walking around and going, I hope I get assaulted. Why make that hypothetical character your soft, blonde-haired cousin, Brian? Why not just make it anyone? Is that a problem in Saudi Arabia? Can people not walk around without getting raped by men? The Saudis will seduce you wherever you are. Lebanese men are also highly favored by those in neighboring countries who describe them as the most beautiful men of the Middle East. Now he's doing this thing where he's like, All Saudi gay men love light-skinned, blonde-haired men or Lebanese men. And it's like, you know, you could just say that these are your types, Nathan. Oh, I see. He's being hyperbolic. Like, he's not literally going to get assaulted. He's going to get verbally assaulted by, I assume, invitations to Starbucks by other gay men at their secret clubs. Now, this book has three accredited writers. Nathan found some pretty 
good co-writers on this because i mean we are very interested in this pro oh, i am in i am enter fucking gauged in this guess how many times the word sex appears in this book um can i guess three times tell me hotter or colder in ice 50. cold 50 almost exactly right 44 times damn now let's see how many times the word branding appears in the book three Oh, check out many times the word Garfield appears in the books, because he did say that Garfield was his life or some shit. Zero. Oh, damn This it. is pre-Garfield Eats, it must be. No, it definitely is pre-Garfield Eats, but in the Garfield Eats era, he was like, my life as a child, I remember holding my Garfield, like all that Narmy stuff that Nathan says. Today, 33 million people worldwide live with HIV, of whom only 8 million are in treatment. I'm lucky to be a Canadian citizen who has access to medical care. My diabetes has proved to be much more troublesome to deal with than HIV. Why are you sick? That's a direct state. He's saying like, you think AIDS is bad? Try having diabetes. Living with HIV is not associated with physical pain or daily injection of insulin in the abdomen. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me put a little more pepper on that. Living with HIV is not associated with physical pain or daily injection of insulin in the abdomen some people don't even know they have it this guy's trying to build the case that diabetes is worse than aids because you gotta shove a in your abdomen everyone <laughs> i know with diabetes puts it in their arm what's this guy putting his insulin in his abs what does this have to do with business or something or branding i mean that ship has sailed now at this point the question is what does this have to do with anything <laughs> Why are you giving us your opinions on this? If you are sexually active, I strongly advise STD testing every three to six months, at least. Thanks, Nathan. Never take your own life for granted. Even if HIV is now no longer a death sentence, it is not worth it to trade your life for 15 minutes of sexual intercourse. Oh, wow. Okay. Nathan's, write that down, kids. Today's lesson of the day. AIDS is still bad. It's not as bad as diabetes. Not as bad as diabetes, but, uh, and it is not a death sentence, but still don't want AIDS. I know it looks cool on the euphoria, but <laughs> no, you don't want AIDS. I'm going to look up one more word. Go ahead. Is and it AIDS? I think... We should get back to the EG site. I can feel the pull of this book. It's, yeah, it's hurting. You know what? Just as a lark, I looked up the word penis. Saudi Arabia is, of course, the number one oil exporter in the world. However, it also holds a second title, most sexually repressed country in the world after the Philippines. What are you doing? What? You, this is the What it sounds like, Nathan, is that you're saying I'm very sexually repressed and I lived in Saudi Arabia and I knew a sexually repressed guy from the Philippines. And also, I tried to get my fuck on with the dude in the Philippines and he said, no thanks. In a country where even straight sex is repressed, gay sex is anathema. But the level of taboo seems to be correlated with the level of social interest. In Saudi Arabia... Religious extremists rule over everyone, but gay life flourishes in a closed society where men and women are separated in every way, which only exacerbates the homosexual urges some people feel beginning at puberty. It's now, true. That's why the gayest place on earth is a Catholic girl's school. Now, remember, each of these chapters is a different lesson. 
Okay, I've started reading from the from the middle of this chapter. So let's see if we can guess what the lesson of this chapter is. Okay, um, I'm gonna guess you can use sex to get business deals, and I think Nathan's gonna use his sexuality to get some type of position in some company somewhere. Is that just what you want? to happen in one of these books who the fuck knows who cares this is basically just like a stream of consciousness there could this could be anything this could be literally anything he could get eaten by a shark in the next chapter in the next sentence he's just talking this is all random from the time they start school men only have access to other men with urges starting in the sixth grade again very specific (laughs) just go my gay urges started in the sixth grade. It- when men turned age 13, they get the urge to put their own finger in their butt, even when their moms tell them not to. Or their cousin's butt, even when their cousin's moms tell them not to. The average the average 13-year-old from Montreal who moved to Saudi Arabia will start experiencing sexual desires around April of 1989. However, they will also develop severe hemorrhoids. <laughs> will curb their sexual enthusiasm for the anus. Sexual activities in same-gender schools can range from simply showing each other one's penis, simply, simply show, simply. From, your, from your average run-of-the-mill dick showing. The classic. Showing your penis the goat, no cap. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest of all time. Greatest sexual encounter of all time, just showing your penis. To kissing and touching each other inappropriately. The irony is that regardless of Islamic law's prohibition of homosexuality, the social taboos against drinking, clubbing, or mixing with an unrelated person of the opposite gender make it almost easier to be gay than straight here. You can't even be spotted with a girlfriend or else you'll have to endure the 40 lashes on your back and an undetermined period of time in prison before being deported. Mutaween are more likely to punish men who are conspicuously feminine. Filipino guest workers in particular seem to be very vulnerable. Are there a lot of Filipinos in Saudi Arabia or something? I don't know, but also I'm going to go on a limb and say that not all Filipino guest workers seem to be vulnerable to secretly being gay and then getting 40 lashes and deported by the Saudi Arabian secret police. I'm going to say maybe one that you knew is he's making these humongous generals about and again, Filipino guest workers. The Philippines, the section second most. Just say I know a guy named Frank from the Philippines. It sounds like it's some kind of inside joke that he's like trying to dish out to other people who, like, I guess are from Saudi Arabia. Like, <laughs> again, that's something everybody's experienced. Yeah. Huh? See, I'm in. I'm hip. I think that at the time he feels like he's writing in a code that his parents won't be able to decipher. You know what I mean? It feels edgy. It does feel edgy. It feels like he's trying to get away. Well, because he's not like saying like, I'm a gay guy and I had a lot of gay sex. He's saying a lot of men in Saudi Arabia have had a lot of gay sex, mom and dad. So don't worry about me. I hear this about other people. Uh, Maybe that could be it. 
Gay men live a private life and can seldom be accused of living a deviant lifestyle unless a mutua intrudes into his privacy at home to see who shares his bed, which is ridiculously implausible. Let me look this up. I think a mutua is like a religious police officer. Yeah, that's what it sounds like, too. Okay. I Is it? implausible for the Saudi Arabian secret police to break into your house? I kind of thought that was their thing. I mean, I guess it would be impractical at the least to randomly bake, break into people's houses and check if they're gay or not. They need a special system like uh, Quickville has where the mayor can detect homosexual activities just using their brain. They also need that serum they developed in Quickville. Oh yeah, they just need a bunch of straight blood which in everybody in Saudi Arabia, then no one else will be gay. The Mutaween have been criticized for the use of flogging to punish violators and for banning Valentine's Day gifts. The two things we always criticize the Saudi secret police for. Viciously beating people to near death and no candy on Valentine's Day? Yeah, that's what Joe Biden talks about all the time. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. It's religious police, uh, lack of women's rights, and also lack of Valentine's Day rights. And also, none of those cards where Snoopy says, like, it's Joe cool to know you. Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, that's why we got to bring democracy everywhere. <laughs> Perhaps the most serious scandal attributed to them occurred on March 11th, 2002, when they prevented schoolgirls from escaping a burning school in Mecca because the girls were not wearing headscarves and abayas and were not accompanied by male guardians. Really stretching the definition of the word scandal. Holy fuck. Uh, yeah, that's not what I'd call a scandal. A scandal is when Luke Perry drives drunk. A war crime <laughs> is when 15 girls get killed. Yeah, I would call that a human rights violation, There you go. That, thank you. That's, that's it. It's probably a better description than scandal. Uh, 15 girls died and 50 were injured as a result. Widespread criticism followed both internationally and within Saudi Arabia. Look, he's bringing up some real issues here. Okay. Well, you know, good for him. Now let's read the next paragraph. Words with strong vowel sounds delivered in a soft tone mark the speaker as feminine and unmanly. Let's consider the division based on the nature of pairs of words like hi and what's up, gang and group and bush and flower, the words was up, gang, and bush are considered more masculine than the words high, group, and flower. Once I was on the basketball court <laughs> talking to a couple of guys, and I used the phrase, quote, group of friends. One of the guys focused on the word group out of all the thousands of words I'd said. He giggled for a while, then said, a gang, not a group, man. Yo, Check out what he said. No, we were just talking about how 15 people were murdered by the secret police, right? Wow, damn, this is like Elliot Rogers' level of branching off. <laughs> like fucking stream of consciousness, Jesus. The same rule holds for colors of clothing. Anything light in color, e.g. a shirt, is not accepted. Rather, something dark would be more normal and usual. Something light in color, e.g. a shirt. And again, now we've gone from international human rights violation to how to dress to look less gay. And how to spot one of those damn gays if you're on the street. Paying attention to fashion in general creates a conflict with regard to gender distinction. A GQ man... 
that is someone dressed according to the trend raises heads and turns eyes. If he's walking down the sidewalk to the market or to school, the sight of a well-dressed man will draw stairs. Now let's see what the point of this chapter was. Yeah, I want to learn. What is the chapter called? <laughs> the chapter is called Culture Clash. Masri's Law Number 2. You can never take away people's perception of you, and other people can never take away your self-esteem. But with your self-esteem, you can alter other people's perceptions and build a country. Or, in Nathan's case, leave a country because he left Saudi Arabia to move back to Montreal because Saudi Arabia sounds like it's terrible. Also, here's how to clock a gay. (laughs) (laughs) Now... I'm going to close this chapter of the podcast by telling you how he closes every chapter of his book. No shit. He closes it with like crib note style breakdowns for the reader. Oh my God, please read me one. What is the theme of chapter two? Oh my God, it's like so if they're studying this in school. Yes. Oh my God, that's humiliating. There is no single perfect and immutable perception. We live in a world bound by our discrepancies and insecurities. We are all different. It is narcissistic and inhumane to believe that society must reflect your vision and ideology as correct and holy. There is no halo on your head deeming you the chosen one. Accept. Acknowledge. Embrace. Get the fuck out of Saudi Arabia. There's secret police there. What this chapter has taken us on quite a ride, hasn't it? Yeah, wow, damn, this has been eye opening. <laughs> From the secret gay pipeline that is every Starbucks in Saudi Arabia to what not to wear when you want to look gay. Honestly, I'm still kind of stuck on the cousin kissing part. There's got to be more of that in here, but it's getting late and we. We do have to get to voicemails. Yeah, okay. Well, this has been uh, whatever, the airbolosis or whatever. Airbolosis. Look, we may come back. Uh, tell us, listeners, if you want us to come back to this in future episodes. If anyone out there knows a particularly good chapter to read, uh, let us know. Oh, and then also, speaking of down, his Discord's down. Did you hear about this? No, what happened? Apparently last night, uh, I was talking to Harvestor about this. Some shit poster had decided that we got enough lulls out of this guy and that the funniest thing he could do would be to delete the Discord entirely. <laughs> oh, God damn it. When that comes back up, somebody give me a link to the new one. Yeah, I needed the new one. So like... But that's hilarious. That's exactly how I assumed this would end. Yeah. Uh, apparently, someone else had admin access. <laughs> And they were able to delete the whole thing as a joke. And I don't know why that's funny, but that is funny. Oh, that's fucking hysterical. I remember somebody messaging me like when the Discord first became a thing. Like, haha, we're convincing Nathan to give all of us admin privileges. Yes, I remember that too. <laughs> and I'll be like, yep, this is how the Discord's going down. Uh, Nathan tweeted only a couple of hours ago. This morning, my Discord was raided by hateful, spiteful, envious people. We cleaned the entire server, and the only way was to kick out all 280 members, as the criminals had my two-factor enabled. So, you didn't clean the entire server and kick people out. 
you were kicked out of your own server because if you're saying the criminals had my two-factor authentication, it means they had root access you didn't. Oh my God, it's like that meme, like you can't trust no one, not even yourself. And it's like the kid pointing a gun at his own back. <laughs> it's like what the Russians are constantly saying about like the war in Ukraine where they're like, uh, actually, that was a strategic withdrawal. We were not retreating. He's just, he's trying to spin this. That's amazing. Stay browsed for updates. Thank you, Instagram fans, for letting me know. He can't even successfully lie through an entire tweet. Let's start again. He needs to get way better at lying if he's going to be doing it this much. This is ridiculous. Like, usually people learn to get their stories straight. Like, they get made fun of a couple first times and realize, oh, I need to adjust my story a little bit. Nathan just makes the same shit up over and over again. This would be much easier. A troll blew up my Discord. Now you got some sympathy. Yeah, that's kind of funny, too. (laughs) Yeah, well, obviously. Again, from the top of this tweet... This morning, my Discord was raided by hateful, spiteful, envious people. It was not raided. It, well, it was always like that. It was but. always like, a raid is when a bunch of outsiders come into your Discord. No, you gave admin access to someone you shouldn't have. Yeah, and I got bad news about a bunch of the people in there. <laughs> we cleaned the entire server. No, you didn't. Who's we, Kimosabe? Because I have a feeling you don't know. And the only way was to kick out all 280 members. No, you didn't because the server doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) I was a member of that. You didn't kick anybody out. You got kicked out as the criminals had my two-factor authentication enabled, meaning they had two-factor authentication enabled. You didn't. Because if they had your two-factor, that would mean that they had your phone, which they don't, because you are constantly posting shirtless selfies on Instagram. Oh, yeah. I saw he was taking a photo at some—he's visiting some licensing studio. Uh, He took a picture of the outside of it, and then I guess he was watching a PowerPoint inside, and that's—we're supposed to be very impressed by that. Why not (laughs) just—why are you doing this? Like, why are you trying to, like, get into the licensing space and go to, like, License Con 97 and, like, go, like try to become a licensing influencer? Just go to the gym. You're rich. Eat good food. Hang out with your friends. Find some really good weed. Like, yeah, you could be such an easy, like, food snob. He has the life set up to be, like, a legit food snob with, like, a blog and post it. I feel kind of bad for Nathan because it just he just can't do anything right. It's crazy. Here on page 101 of his book, he writes... The lack of recreation in Riyadh led me to travel often. I spent my inflated salary. Earlier in this chapter, he talks about how his dad got him a job at his company. Okay. I spent my inflated salary in London, Beirut, Dubai, and Spain. It was an opportunity to see the world and to better understand myself. Dude, just go to these countries and take pictures of the food you eat. It's so simple. If there's one thing we actually like, it's travel influencers and food bloggers. Like, go on vacation, take pictures, put those on Instagram. Don't try to become a licensing influencer or a Garfield pizza maker or a Scooby-Doo lasagna maker or a deodorant hawker. Like... Or just fuck, man. Take your dad's money and do a bunch of drugs. That's what I do. If my dad was Mr. Sub, no. I wouldn't be shitting out. I wouldn't be. I sure as fuck would not be working. That's one for sure. He's 
doing all this work and he's accomplishing so little. Right. It's so much work for absolutely nothing. Why not do no work and accomplish nothing? It's much less work. It's so much less work. Well, listeners, we will be right back after this with your voicemails. Bye. Voicemail time. Voicemail time. We haven't had voicemail time in a while. Well, we had one last week. I know, but we haven't had it in a while before, since before that. They're clogged up. There's a big toilet clog full of shit. We've only first started to unclog it, is what I'm trying to say. If you would like to clog our toilet with your verbal diarrhea, you can call 848-863-5343 or record a little voice note on your iPhone and email to the loudest podcast at gmail.com. Seriously, if you have to call in and just you totally blank out and have an acoustic guitar moment and just say, fuck, fuck, sorry, I forgot, that's okay. I get We get about three of those a week. I love Just try words. again. Just write it with down what you want to say and try again. It's free. It's the free. Calling is free pretty much at this point, right? Look, you're, you've already paid for the phone. No matter how stupid it is, I can guarantee you Bo the Sheep has left something incomprehensible. You're damn so right. it will not be the least listenable. You're damn right he has. All right, this voicemail is called, How Much Money Should You Make? Hi, Asterios Coconuts. I was in Sarancha. This guy it sounds drunk. Pal, Mr. Merstopolis. Does he always sound and like that? conundrum that I thought I'd run by you. I've been asked by my boss, Tell him how much money he I think I should make. <laughs> and I don't know what that means because it's a trap, right? But this is a good guy. I believe I can trust him. So I think I should just say, boom, 100K. See what he does. Appreciate any insight you might have. In this economy, I don't know what you do, but it, it's short of flipping burgers, 100K, way too short. And if you're at a restaurant where you flip burgers, but then you put a knife in it, still way too short. He's the, the way he said 100K so confidently, he said it like it wasn't a joke. So you're right. That makes me think that's the floor. Yeah. 125K. Because you want to give a number that makes you nervous and scared. Yeah. Uh-huh. I would say 160. Fuck it. That's a good one. That's a good one. You could say 160, probably settle at 100, 130. If you're lucky, 120 probably. <laughs> okay. Now let's take a step back for a second. And remember, this guy listens to the loudest podcast. So he might be like a fish tank cleaner. Like, um, he might be like one of those uh, ball boys where, like, they get paid extra when you hit them with the ball. You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, that guy's like worth 100 points. Like, where it's like, you're intentionally trying to hurt someone. Well, listen, Boomer, it's a different world. The fish tank cleaner down at the Brooklyn Fish Tankery, he's got a TikTok with 4 million followers called the Brooklyn Fish Tankery. And he makes what you get in two years and six days. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah, I bet. The, the, the world is so fucked, man. You could make money doing anything. Everybody uses a social media influencer now. No, that's true. Everybody has a TikTok. Except me. All right. I think what you need to do is you need to go in there and tell him that you want to be his boss. Yeah. How huh. about that? Go for the biggest job you can. Right. Apply for the job above him to show your dominance. Yeah, exactly. And then you might end up being co-workers. You go to strip clubs together on the weekend. You could trade wives. Whatever executives do, you could do that. Yeah, whatever sick shit executives do on Epstein Island. What if instead of asking for a raise, you ask for one of the parking spots where they spray paint your name on the concrete? That's cool. I've never had that before. I've never even seen that before. You've never seen the parking lot where they spray paint like... 
S Rancha I've in seen, like the block letters? No. The closest we got was I think at our high school they had like principal spray painted on the ground somewhere and like teacher, teacher. If you couldn't get all the letters for principal, you might as well get out the rest of the letters for a mixed stuff and stuff. I mean, I guess the principal changes frequently enough that they were like, yeah, nah. <laughs> principals don't have tenure. Oh my God, you're right. You could have like eight principals in five years. Yeah, theoretically. I don't know why you would, but you could. Good. Hmm, scandals. Okay. Here's what I, because the thing is, if you have a parking space, what you can do, and you don't have, is like, don't bring your car to work, like Uber to work every day, set up your desk in the parking space and be like Mr. Outdoor Open Office Guy. Then you could be like on TikTok and like you're at a desk, but it's like a funny thing, like you're, you're, you know, and like you could have like a little, uh, like a little one hole mini golf course in your parking space. You could set up a little bed roll, a vaporizer, a disco ball, like make that like your college hangout. What does that have to do with how much money he should make? I don't think he's getting a raise. I don't think he's getting a raise I either. think he's got to, add, I think we need... These fringe benefits, I think, are all this guy's going to get. Okay, I think he should ask for an extra pint of blood included with... <laughs> I was reading this thing about Medicare supplement plants the other day, mm -hmm. and, like, if you buy a Medicare supplement plan, you have to buy it, like, within X amount of time after you qualify, and it's, like, one of the benefits included is, like, first three bags of blood... No charge? Like they that. throw that in? Yeah, they throw it in when you have the plant's first three bags, but you go beyond that, then you're, you got to pay out of pocket, I guess, so request three extra bags of blood. I would get my bags every year, whether I needed them or not. Like, on literally, like on New Year's Eve, I'd be coming in there, I'd be like, ho, 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 get, triple back me now. You know what I mean? Because isn't that what all those rich people do? They get young people's blood, they put it in their body, and like now they're they're young forever? You should try that with Adderall. I'm sorry. You try just bringing a bag to the pharmacy and be like, ho, 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 you have a prescription. Give me unlimited. I was thinking to myself today, the only thing that would make these Adderalls better would be if they were covered in chocolate. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, because then you chew them. I hear when you chew a pill, you get it right away. I also hear it's dangerous and not to do that. I heard some pills are more fun if you put them under your tongue and let them dissolve. Oh, really? Yeah, because it gets directly in your bloodstream that way. I, or so I've heard. All right, well, listen, I don't know how I could be having more fun on Adderall. I like, I like the Adderall just the way it is. Although... One of these days, I am going to try crushing it up in a little weed pipe and smoking it. Technically, I'd still be sober because it was medically prescribed. The doctor never told me how I was supposed to take it. Yeah. I mean, he did. Those instructions are clearly on the bottle. But what if I pretended they weren't? Your Honor, this is a prescribed substance. How was my client supposed to know she wasn't supposed to snort three lines of it? Come on. It's getting in there. It's, it's all getting in there somehow. It's a prescription. Pharmaceuticals are always safe. Yeah. This next voicemail is called... Oh, it's from Andrew in Des Moines. Hello, this is Andrew in Des Moines. I'm calling to agree with the girl. She is totally right about fat guys in capes. She not only has my support, but the support of everyone in my club. Well, goodbye. All right. Let the meeting of the Des Moines anti-Semites begin. <laughs> First order of business. Oh, no. Who ate my pudding cup? Because I've got an idea. Turn it off. Oh, quick. Well, we don't want listeners like this in our... 
Andrew, unsubscribe from us now. This is ridiculous. Oh, no. He called in just to, I think this was a plant. A plant? This is a plant. What do you mean? On the pro-cape agenda. This, these are the kind of people you're attracting with your nonsense. Government op. Yeah, <laughs> what this, is it? I, the, the dog whistle you're putting out about fat guys not wearing cape, you're clearly... Could not believe that my words would have such an effect. Let's talk about the fat guys with capes or not capes for a second. So we got the poll results in. Now, the first poll uh, we put up, which we you'll remember, we put up during the show. Yeah. Do fat guys wear capes? Uh, and response one, you could vote for. They're ape for capes. Now, that ended up getting 73% of the vote. Damn. And then, uh, no, ended up getting, I think, like 32% of the vote. It, it, it ended up losing by a lot. But then you told me that you felt like people voted... For their ape for capes because they liked that ape and cape rhyme. Right. They're voting for the joke. Yeah, exactly. Mine didn't have a joke. No, by the way, which I also consider a win because they thought what I wrote was funny. So give a shit about anything else. I, I'm pretty happy. Exactly. You would be. Yeah. So instead we put up, and I'm going to read the exact language here. Please. Please answer again. Delete your account, which is her uh, rancher's Twitter name, and Woo. I need complete and accurate data. Are fat people known for wearing capes? Response one, yes, they wear capes. Response two, no, they don't wear capes. What do you think the final percentages were? You know, I checked in on this a couple days ago, and I was absolutely floored by how close it was. I'm going to guess I won, but not by a lot. I'm going to guess by, can I guess what percentage absolutely, I won by? yes. Five. You won by like two and a half percent. Oh, fuck. It's 51.7% of the voters say they know they don't wear capes. 48.3% of the voters say, yes, they do wear capes. But when you add in all the votes from the other poll, I double win. Yeah, you triple win, actually, because uh, my votes are only voted for half because yours vote, every vote that you got was also a vote for your joke. Yes. and it So was it's like, yes, I agree with you. And also very good Asterios. Yeah, it was not a vote for an an from an anti-Semite. We don't know that. We do. We don't know. We that. know what? We know you've got one anti-Semite, which is one too many. Okay, that does not, the presence of anti-Semites in my voter base does not mean that your voter base is free of anti-Semites, dickhead. One bad apple. You know what they say. One bad apple spoils the bunch. I think you're going to get a really unfortunate voicemail next week. Oh, I doubt it. Oh, speaking of voicemails, this next voicemail is called New Pokemon. Hey, Sarantia. Hey, Asterios. It's me, Luke. First time voicemailer. And I got a copy of the new Pokemon games. Oh, early. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I haven't hacked my Switch, so I can't dump the ROM onto it. So in my emulator, it runs like shit. But I don't think the nerds are going to be mad at this one. But it plays all right, <laughs> looks way better. Um, the story is about as bad as it was in the last game, but it wasn't as, it's not as obnoxiously slow. And the new Pokemon are pretty good. So... You're not going to have to deal with that on Twitter for the next couple of days. Stay excited about that. Uh, my theory on why uh, Pokemon nerds are so finicky and picky and uppity is because they're not kids anymore and they wish they were kids again. And it's just like it doesn't 
it just don't hit the same and they're just grasping at anything because Nintendo does like they go do go through it feels like every fucking Pokemon game everyone ha- absolutely fucking hates like how is this possible that year after year they're producing what is absolute dog shit apparently according to every fucking Pokemon account on Twitter and yet, and yet they continue. There's more every year. I know exactly what you're talking about, but I think it's the kind of thing with like uh, Star Wars nerds where they're like, I hate it. I will go see it and I will give you my money for it, but I do hate it. It's just like they enjoy hating and complaining about what, what do they call Game Freak? Yeah. They enjoy like hating and complaining about what Game Freak is up to. Like that's now kind of as much fun as the games themselves. Yeah, no, I believe that they do enjoy complaining about it and that's like part of the fun, but I also believe that the reason why uh, you thought that Pokemon Emeralds was so much better was because you were playing it with a fudge sickle in your hand on the way home from daycare. <laughs> yeah, it's, yes. Okay, that's definitely true. Look, a long time ago, I put out the opinion on this show that like these Pokemon nerds are complaining too much and they should all go to the gym or get lives or whatever, but... I've been thinking about this. There was a Pokemon service that you could pay like $6 a year to, and it promised to like save your Pokemon in the cloud. And then at some point it just stopped working. I have no idea. What is that? I think that's something that happened. I think like five or 10 years ago, Pokemon was like, we have a new way to like consolidate your Pokedex in the cloud on the internet and you can dump all your Pokemon into it and they'll all be in one place, okay? And then at some point, Game Freak was like, actually, we no longer support this. (laughs) Thanks for the money, assholes. All your Pokemon are dead. Exactly. (laughs) You can't do that. You can't make us fall in love with Pikachu and Raichu and Gardevoir and then just tell me they all got like deleted one day. That's terrible. They've been deleted from existence and they will not remember you when you cross the rainbow bridge. Goodbye, children. Here's what I'll tell the Pokemon people. It could be worse. You could be the Sonic people because those Sonic people have to like really lie to themselves that they enjoy the Sonic games. At least these Pokemon games, the worst you could say is that they're like boring. Okay, I, I caught another thing. I caught another thing, whatever, whatever. It's like these Sonic games are bad. Sonic just like runs right off the cliff all the time for no reason. Yeah, Pokemon fans, you should also be happy that you're not me because I wanted to play a Hamtaro game yesterday and I couldn't find it anywhere on the internet. Well, I found it a few places on the internet. Boost people selling like you know those scalpers. Yeah. They find like an old copy of games then and charge what like eight hundred dollars for it. They don't sell the Hamtaro game on that website that you use to buy t- pirated DS games. Correct. They do not sell it. I looked for it. I'm looking for Hamtaro. Ham Ham Heartbreak, if anybody has a copy. Uh, yeah, I get nothing. So Pokemon people, shut the fuck up. How much does your game cost? $50? Well, if I want to play my game, I have to pay $800. Help this girl out. And by the way, don't send her like an emulator and a ROM. Yeah, please She don't. wants to be able to play with the hamsters on the subway, okay? Yes, thank you. All right. Someone help this girl. She does... Rancho does so much for you. Can't you somehow find her an affordable copy of this Hamtaro game? For just one a copy of the Hamtaro game, you can keep me occupied on the subway, <laughs> which everybody's bitching about now, apparently. for some- Did you know that there are people that live in New York that never take the subway? I have heard of those people. Unless you're old, 
shut up. Yeah, unless you're old, fuck off. Because there's like rich people who like brag about never taking the subway. They're like, well, I take, I have a car. Like I take Uber everywhere. And it's like, you know, it's kind of the point of New York, right? There's this like weird underground, like to these tube trains. Like that's kind of the thing here. It's fun. Just get drunk and pass out on it. It's fine. Everybody does it. Yeah. Did you see how many Twizzlers were on the ground of the subway the other day? Yeah. Did you also consider picking some of them up? I did. I was very hungry for candy. They looked good and they didn't look that they look like they had just been spilled. You know what they I mean? Did. Yes, they looked fresh, but then by the time that we got back to where we live, they were st- thoroughly stepped on. Yeah, I know. Also, on Halloween, did you notice that uh, group of teenagers passing that bottle of what was clearly vodka around, and the girl sitting next to me is like trying to hide it, like wrapping her hand around the neck of the bottle in secret. I'm like, girl, you're sitting here with a brown paper bag. I don't give a fuck. I'm not. What do you think I'm going to do? Call your mom. I have plans. I don't care what you do. Just don't fall in front of the train tracks and we won't have a problem. The other thing I like about the subway is that sometimes someone will just play their music real loud. Oh, yeah. Remember how we had to listen to that dude, whatever fucking bachata music that asshole was playing for like 15 stops the other day? I kind of liked it. Because I was, well, A, I got noise-canceling AirPods, which is great. I barely heard it. But B, I'm like, this guy really, like, he likes his taste in music and he wants to share it with the rest of the trade. I thought it was the kind of ballsy, gutsy move that I appreciate. I really like it. I find it really relieving when I get on the subway and I find that someone is doing something ridiculous and crazy like that and I'm in a good enough mood to just ignore it like it doesn't get under my skin because yeah. you ever been on the subway in a pissy mood like either your deodorant's wearing off and you can spell yourself or you're just too hot like you didn't wear the right outfit or something's like there's a pull in your underwear and it's in the wrong place and just the littlest thing like the guy sitting next to you listening to his headphones so loud you can hear it. it's just like oh yeah you fucker what, what do you not care about other people you know you know how that you ever get like that i would when i was younger but the older i get the more i'm just like <laughs> it's a big crazy tube full of insane people like it's kind of fun yeah like i was sitting there the other day and this dude was just blasting his music and i'm not just talking about on a phone no, either. No, i no, think no. he had, he had one it. of those old school like boom boxes on his shoulder just yeah. Blasting this fucking music in Spanish. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, wow, I'm so happy. I don't find this really, really annoying right now. Like, I'm sitting there, I'm kind of vibing to it. I'm like, yeah, cool. The only thing that I won't do on the subway is if there's a homeless guy asleep across the bench and he don't have his shoes on. I will, I'll find another car, I'll get off and I'll wait for the next train. Something about the lack of shoes pushes every button I have where I'm like, Equal parts like horrified at man's inhumanity to man, but also I don't want to look at feet. <laughs> so, Asterios Coconos, we will not catch you liking perfect feet and sexy sole shoes. What was that account that Bob? I believe that's like? what it was called. Perfect yes. feet and sexy shoes. Yes, I think that. Yes, when we all found out that my comedy hero Bob Odenkirk was a foot guy, and that's okay. 
He had a heart attack, all right? Yeah, like, let the guy, like, feed. What is this weird thing? Like, did you see Chance the Rapper's wife or whoever got on the internet and was like, guys, I have to explain because I guess Chance the Rapper liked to tweet about anal porn or something. And then everybody was like, no, Chance, they can see your tweets, like, responding with memes and stuff. And it was big. Everybody had a big uh, hearty chuckle. And then his fucking wife or girlfriend, whoever, gets on the internet is like, guys, I wanted to explain the tweet it was an accident uh his intern was logged into his account and it's like girl beyonce needs to have a seminar or something and sit everybody down and be like hi you don't need to address everything <laughs> some things you can just let happen like we don't like your husband liked to tweet about anal porn he's not the governor of california this is not a big deal so he likes anal porn who cares i don't know i've been thinking about this about harding porn yeah i don't know what it is about harding porn or double tapping porn where your feet because you're not doing it to save it for later you're just doing it to like show your approval of it what do you mean you're not doing it to save it for later i have a whole separate twitter Oh my God, the porn on Twitter is crazy. It's so good. Since Tumblr went to the shitter, Twitter is the number one porno site now. You have a separate Twitter account? Yeah, where I just favorite things. I'm not telling you what it is. And also it has no posts. Okay. But uh, yeah, I just favorite things that I like. You can see some nasty gifs on there. You know what? I thought the Harding was kind of just like a... Like a way to kind of like reach out and touch that porn. Like you're forming like a parasocial relationship with the porn when you double heart it. That's kind of how I've looked at it. But uh, I, I am I super wrong? I mean, I personally heart it when I want to only when I want to save it. But I mean, if people if porn stars have accounts like that's just the free market social media economy, man. Like, yeah. Foxy Kitten, I really like how far your anus stretched in this video. I'm going to give it a heart, so it will in that little rush of dopamine will encourage you to create more content like this with your gaping anus in the future. I guess that's true. We could all use like a, a pat on the back and an attaboy for all those Benoit balls we stuffed up right. there. Right. Like, and by the way, who's Benoit? Who is this fucking guy whose name is a... There's no one else whose name is on the sex toy. Like, we don't call the vibrator like the Franklin. Some dude named Benoit put a whole bunch of balls up there. Up there, way far up there. And he was so notorious for doing that, they, they named the balls him. Isn't that cool? <laughs> that is cool. All right. Well, okay, listen, speaking of cool, let's play this next voicemail. This next voicemail looks pretty cool. You know what Don't know what this is. Fat people love cape wearing. Fat people love cape wearing. Fat people are known for wearing capes. Oh my god, there's a music number. Little capes while they're eating crepes. Cape, vape, cape, cape, vape, vape, cape, vape, cape, vape, cape, 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 c
a Des Moines anti-Semite <laughs> who's in my camp, famed singer-songwriter and man of Jewish heritage, Randall Newman. You think that was the real Randy Newman? That was a Randy Newman impersonator, and he I know for a fact he's anti-Semitic. Oh, oh, how do you know this for a fact? I just could hear it in his voice. <laughs> I could kind of hear it, too. I could hear it, just a little... Yeah. No, I didn't like what I heard. That note is only achievable by known anti-Semites. No. I remember Randy Newman singing about what he sees, but now he's singing about what he, quote, notices, and it's not good. It's not good. It's what Kanye's noticing. I don't like it. I don't like it. Oh, and this made last graduation. voice graduation. Was... What? Hmm? But he made graduation. Well, he didn't make graduation. All right. All right. This last voicemail is uh, from a Braid in Pittsburgh. Hello, this is Braid in Pittsburgh. Oh, hello. I'm hello. just calling to talk about whatever everyone else is talking about this week. Uh, what does Sir Rancher smell like? I'll take my answer off the air. <laughs> I thought it'd be about like capes. The, I thought it was going to be about capes, too. <laughs> what does Sir, Sir Rancher, how would you describe it? Uh, I would describe my smell as cocoa, mademoiselle, most of the time. I have the body wash and also the perfume. But if I'm doing something sexy, I smell like Into the Night by Bath and Body Works. <laughs> oh, my God. And if not that acrid, acrid sweat, I sweat real bad. You and do? I smell terrible. Yes, you do? I do. You think you, I think you smell nice. No, I, I sweat so bad. I need like industrial deodorant, dude. I don't know what's wrong with my endocrine system. You're fine. Girls get sweaty. Like that's a girl sweat is different than, but I don't know what it is about girl sweat, but it's like a particular, because I also sweat horribly. I have to wear girl strength deodorant. Yeah, because girl's deodorant is stronger. Yes, exactly. Boys, that's a tip for you. For like 10 years, I've worn secret that's that like where it's like strong enough for man, but made for women will attack. I mean, that's actually true because- you women need more of it. I don't know what it is, but yeah, my sweat is horrific. It smells so bad. Dude, when I put on the secret, it seals me right up. Maybe that's why I get so sweaty, because I'm all secreted out. What, your face? Your yeah. Your face gets very... I think you're just a sweaty guy. But the thing is, because it can't come out one way, so it comes out the other way. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you have to be bathing in deodorant every day. I gotta... What I need to do is I need to put secret on my forehead and face. And balls, or else it'll all come out there. When I used to do stand-up, I had to have a little hanky to daub my forehead because of how... I would get so sweaty that people would think... Oh, he's nervous and he's bombing. And I'd be like, well, I am bombing. But also, this is just my endocrine system, okay? Self-fulfilling prophecy. Yes, exactly. Maybe I need to get I need to get a hanky and just douse it in that secret spray. You know, do you remember like for a while they sold like spray deodorant that just like destroyed the ozone layer? Yeah, I remember my mom never let me use that because she was like, that is going to give you six kinds of cancer. Doesn't your mom use, like, crystal deodorant? Yeah, my mom is kind of nuts. She has, I can't wait to show you this. Sirius is visiting me, my family for Thanksgiving. I'm very, I'm very much I can't wait to, to show you how in my mom's cabinet she just has, like, a jar of paste where a normal person would have a deodorant stick. Does she make it herself? Yes, she does. She has essential oils and all this stuff. And every time I'm there, I'm like, do you have deodorant? And she's like... Yeah, it's in the cabinet. I have the homemade stuff. I'm like, I need real deodorant. Wait. So don't worry, I bring my own. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to try wearing 
the cool, refreshing scent of Rancho's mom from now on. Okay, yeah, tell me what you think. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna bring a little jar. I'm gonna secretly, I'm gonna siphon some of her. I'm gonna drink her milkshake. We could lube up your armpits with almond butter, or coconut oil, or whatever the hell my mom thinks. Stops you from smelling without giving you cancer. It's probably also way more expensive than just buying Secret, right? Like what your mom is doing. She got like $50 worth. She's fucking doing like a monster mash on her armpits. Yeah, pretty much. Your mom sounds pretty based. Well, listeners, if you want to sound pretty based, you leave us a voicemail at 848-863-5343 or record a little voice note on your phone. Email it to the loudest podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next week. Happy Thanksgiving in advance. Gobble, 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 bitches. Yeah, leave us a voicemail. Tell us what you're thankful for. How about that? Tell us what you're thankful for and also how your Thanksgiving went. We love you. Have a good meal. Have a good meal. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Bye. Bye. Bye.